Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Katerina from Lunavision.io. And after falling into the blockchain rabbit hole in 2017, Katerina worked in academic blockchain research and education before she entered the crypto marketing space. And after realizing that many startups in this field were struggling with getting traction, she founded Lunavision, which is a blockchain marketing agency focused solely on crypto startups. So Katerina, I'm glad to be talking to you. Hi, yeah. Thanks, Robert, for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm Katarina Zeug, and I'm the founder of Luna Vision, uh, and we're doing crypto marketing. And so what does that mean exactly? What is crypto marketing, and why should we pay very close attention to it? Crypto marketing means basically that we are a marketing agency who's doing marketing only for crypto uh, startups and companies, like startups in the Web3 and crypto space who use blockchain, who are involved with blockchain technology, stuff like this. And this is a little bit different than traditional marketing because the blockchain space is super, super fast and still very young. So if you think back, the blockchain was invented only in 2008. So it's basically only 14 years now. Um, so there's a lot of educational work to do there. There's also a lot of new things coming up every day. And uh, this is why why we are a little bit different and we understand our clients because we are from the blockchain ecosystem ourselves. So like you said, I'm, I've been in there for a couple of years now and um, we are also super enthusiastic about the technology. So our clients don't have to explain to us how the blockchain works itself. They just have to tell us why their product is special. And so there, there's all these special product, products out there. And is there anyone in particular that has you really excited to kind of give us an idea of what's a typical, you know, week or month for you and your company? Like a typical week would be starting with the uh, social media marketing that we do for our clients. So we start preparing content, the content, we start creating the graphics and putting this all in a nice way for the social media of our clients. Uh, we also take care of the emails. So we prepare them in, in advance for our clients. And of course, we are in close contact with our clients. We're always talking to them. We are discussing with them what to, good, uh, what to put on social media, where they are also attending, for example, some conferences or podcasts like this one here. And um, the rest is basically checking that it's all running and seeing what is going on in the market and how we can use this in the best way for our clients. Well, great. And you know, you're, you're reminding me of something that I forget all the time, which is that like, if you're not talking about what it is that you're doing over and over on repeat, then no one else will notice. And it's easy to fall so in love with your product and say, but everyone will use this. Everyone will find out about it. But unless you're like just always getting the word out, then, uh, you, you know, you, you need to make that effort. And especially with all these new fun technologies and, you know, blockchain, crypto, NFT, it's really easy to get so far down the rabbit hole and just like get super in love with the idea and just think like, oh, well, won't, won't this catch on everywhere? But it's so competitive. It's so fast paced. Of course, we need companies like you to do those emails and do those social posts. And so how did you get into blockchain in general? Well, for me, the journey started back when I was in university. Um, I was research associate at the university. And as such, I started to investigate in blockchain. 
And one of my first tasks then was to create actually a lecture series for students explaining blockchain technology. And this is how I first started to learn from myself what it is about. And once you entered the rabbit hole, you, you don't get out of there anymore. I, I stuck there and I'm pretty happy about it. And from that on, I started uh, getting deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. And afterwards, um, when I left university, I started working as a venture developer for um, a blockchain incubator system. And in there, I realized that basically every blockchain startup needs marketing. And many of the people there either don't have the time to do the marketing or they don't want to learn about marketing or they are just like you said, so deep into their product and into what they are doing, they're just not taking the step back to see, okay, that's what we should say. That's what we should explain to our clients or to our customers. So um, that's when I started to think about, okay, let's let's do this. And that's how I founded Luna Vision in the end, um, because we are basically the part taking the step back and then translating from the founders, from the teams of the startups uh, who are so deep in there to the people outside of the bubble, to the uh, people who probably don't yet know that they will need the product and that they will love it. And also explaining them how it works, explaining the technology itself, like doing lots of educational stuff too. Because there, there's different levels of awareness, right? There's like, if they're like about to, to buy or about to use this technology or about to adopt it, then maybe they just want to know about one or two minor details, little features. But then like you mentioned about stepping back and how they might be maybe comparing similar products on the market. And you might take a step back and they might not even, might be looking to solve a problem and you take a step back and they might not even know about the problem. And it's, and you kind of alluded to, it's hard to put yourself in all those mindsets when you're inside of it. And there are so many times that I'm sure that you've you've come across this, Katarina, in like your uh, academic career, uh, et cetera, where uh, where like someone comes to you with like a beginner question, like a, a dummy question, someone that doesn't know anything about this yet. And you have to like really like simplify it and use analogies and, and make it fun. And like even and it's like it hurts your brain. So I can see how uh, how some how this is needed for this marketing company such as yours to look at it from the perspective of someone who might not even know about the problem that this ends up solving. And then it also seems like how when you first came across this, when you uh, did your, your academia and did your presentation, it can be a lot of fun, right? It can take on a life of its own. It's, it's one thing to read up and study on something, but when you make a presentation and you make something that's like unique to you and you make something that kind of differentiates from the ways other people explain blockchain, explain these concepts, it can be kind of fun and like a way of self-expression for yourself. It is. And this is also something where you learn a lot. So if you try to put your thoughts down into like written sentences, it's a completely different level of understanding than before when you just like try to just understand it in, in your mind. Uh, you will understand, but putting it into sentences is a different level of understanding and a different level of uh, difficulty. And also something that you said was th that's one of the major challenges um, of, of crypto marketing is to define this problem. Like you start a product, you start a startup, have an idea to solve one's problems. 
But maybe the people that you're targeting today do not necessarily know that they have this problem because blockchain is in this early stage and it still has to be come adopted. So um, you probably also have to teach the people you want to use your product about why they need your product. So um, you have to do a lot of research to get to the point where you really understand the problem of your clients. And then you have to make your clients aware of this problem and then you can sell. But this is a long process. And do any specific problems come to mind that you've had to make the, the internet aware of? Yeah, so example, we are working with a client who's um, enabling in freelancers, for example, uh, or small um, SMEs or DAOs to write crypto invoices. So the basic point about this is to, to say, okay, we want to foster financial inclusion. We want to also um, enable people to get borderless payments and to not wait for bank transfers with three to five days delay. We don't want to have high fees. We uh, don't want to be relayed uh, like, um, we don't want to need SWIFT or IBAN systems because there are still current countries where you can't use this. So the problem is you can overcome this, this problem with crypto payments, for example. But therefore, you need to understand that this is possible. You need to understand how it works. You need to understand what a wallet is, how to write an invoice in crypto, how to get a crypto invoice paid. All this journey, you still have to understand before you can write your first invoice in crypto, right? So this is what we're, what we're currently doing uh, in this uh, with this client, for example. We try to make people aware of the solution to this problem that they have, that they are kind of underbanked due to these restrictions of the banking system. It seems like a lot to navigate. And, and it, like the, the mind picture that came into my head is that if there's, there's the dot where they're at and there's like a point where they understand what the solution is and you're kind of having to, to weave around and say things like, well, here's what you've tried. Here's what your problem is. Here are some of the building blocks, right? Here are the things that that you can't do because maybe you're in this country where this uh, this regulation is not allowed. You say, here's this concept called a wallet. So it, I, it makes sense how you kind of might have to figure out what they know or figure out kind of the step-by-step -step strategy so that way it all is in a logical order and it all uh, kind of makes sense there. And so in general, what are the, the do's and don'ts of crypto marketing because it seems like just a a, a a mess seems like it's scary if you don't know what you're doing so what are those do's and don'ts yeah so for the do's try to really understand your target group so in the beginning you can for example do interviews and really ask them what what do you want and if you have an idea how to solve a problem ask them if there is this problem if they don't understand the idea yet, that's fine. That's where you come in and explain them later when you have the product. But in the beginning, start to make them understand and uh, to understand them and their problems. And for example, then uh, if you take a look at the gaming um, fields, so um, there was the problem that uh, you had your gaming assets and you could lose them when your account was hacked or stuff like this. So then there came the NFT world. For example, if you know Axie Infinity, it's a um, uh, an NFT game. You can't lose them anymore, your, your, your in-game assets, because they are stored on the blockchain in your wallet. So you can now not lose anymore your little monster thingies called Axies. Um, 
so definitely try to to deep dive into your target group also try to make it about a person because there are lots of like startups out there lots of ideas and what you should try is to stand out from the crowd by putting yourself in this game like i am here for luna vision right now this is also some kind of mixing up my personal brand with the company brand and this is important because it's supporting the trust into a brand so if you want to create a brand around your product put a face on it so that people know it's not just a ghost uh, company but it's actually someone who believes in it this will definitely support your case yes and, and uh, so, and do you come across any kind of resistance with that when you, you consult with some of these blockchain companies and maybe they're more like tech oriented or they're like developers and they say, oh, we, we just want to be the brand. Is there any kind of having to talk that, talk them into this idea that they have to be a person as well as a company? Yes, totally. So, um, especially like you said, for the techies down there, it's a, it's a, it's a, sometimes a lot of talking to make them understand that it's important. And then also there's the question like, okay, how do I do this? So to overcome these obstacles, for example, we like Luna Vision um, in cooperation with the Blockchain Founders Group and Future um, invented the Influences by DNA program, which is targeting exactly those people who understand that they need to create this personal brand to support their their company or to support their journey, um, but who just don't know yet exactly how to get there. So we created this program to help and to mentor startup founders, thought leaders to be, um, to, to get into the space, to, to learn how to create good content with possibly the, 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 at least not that much uh, effort for it. So um, this is also about community building. We, we, we talk about all these uh, parts of a personal brand and, and um, the journey in, in this program. Because um, also the techies, for example, for them, it's difficult to translate, like I said before, translate from their knowledge to the non-technical word. So um, of course, if you have a brand and a personal brand that is deep into the tech niche, that's that's not a problem, but if you want to reach people outside the techie world, you have to translate a little bit. And yeah, we have to talk about this a lot. And we try to help our clients um, and to coach them on how to do this properly and how to get started. Of course, no one expects you to, I don't know, get the viral post when, when you first try. Um, it's a journey and we try to help our clients go, uh, go it. Right. Yeah. It, it's uh, you need to have that that patience and the, the persistence and do the work and have a plan. And it seems like there's a, a lot of what we're talking about at the, at the moment is just this idea that many other people need to be involved. Right. As far as the, the collaborating, the, the mentoring, uh, things going viral, you need to get people talking about your idea. And that's that's a really simple lesson, but it's easy to forget, again, especially with these developers. Uh, and because I think one time someone told me like every developer has some weird side project that's probably 90% complete. And like, they're, they're so right, right? We've all we've all tinkered with something. We, are, we all have some kind of thing. It's 90% there, but it doesn't exist uh, in real life. 
and no one's really using it, but we've coded some kind of fun tool, but it's just sitting there and it's it's really easy to forget that people need to like widely adopt these technologies in order for, for them to catch on, right? It's not just you put out this program, you, you click publish and, and it works and that's one thing, but many, many people need to be using it and needs to make sense. If there's a user interface needs to be refined, people need to be talking about it and, and all the sorts of things. And uh, and with, you know, cryptocurrency, like, you know, you, you and I have seen so much of that, right? Like the, I mean, how many thousands or millions of different uh, like cryptos are there? And some of them are flashing the pan and some of them just completely collapse. But it's like, unless so many people are are using the, uh, these sorts of tools, then then they'll just be forgotten and they won't, they won't be used. And so uh, so like this seems to be like a really important kind of marketing reminder to get to get this in use. And so you mentioned before about uh, like, you know, networking and there's a little bit of I think uh, you mentioned of influencers, uh, email marketing, social posting. Is there anything that is really like like fun for you or outside the box as far as uh some of the these marketing uh i don't know marketing adventures you've had with these clients you've had so um fun for me of of course is also going to the real life networking events and i would always advise this to my clients too because remote you can do so much but it does not um be the same like actually meeting people in person out there. Um, we, we haven't seen this so much in the last two years, but it's possible now again, and we should definitely do this. And um, yeah, another thing that I that I really enjoy is like seeing my clients evolve and, and getting there where, where they want to go. And for example, we are also um, doing, uh, taking care of, of the podcasts of our clients if they have some or doing um, online events for them. And I really enjoy uh, like organizing events for them and then attending the event and seeing the great discussions that evolved there because with every discussion, you as a, as a participant, but also me as like the listener in the, in the background, you can learn so much. And, and it's just uh, great to see this and to see how um, this forms not only the, the company brand, but also the personal brand of every uh, participant in, in the discussion. And, and so, also it's, yeah. Well, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, you, you're mentioning about these uh, offline events and, and things like that. And do you have any advice about uh, how to how to make the most of these events? Because like you mentioned a little bit here about you know, like podcasting and I like to go to events and then if I meet someone and if I connect, I'm like, let, let me have you on my podcast. Uh, but do you have any advice along those lines as far as like, you know, again, it's the tech world. There might be some introverts or people who are kind of are more comfortable just staying in their circle. And it's kind of it's it's tough to to branch out. And then there's in an event, there's so many people to talk to and you might talk to someone, but then like never see them again. So as someone who is extroverted enough to be on podcasts such as with me, what advice do you have to maximize the use of these events? Make sure that you recognize the people that you were talking about too. So if you meet someone, make sure you either get their uh, card or connect to them on LinkedIn. And um, also do some wrap up for yourself after the event. Like if you're on the car going home, like in the taxi, don't if you, don't do this if you're driving yourself, but uh, just take some notes on your phone maybe to write down, okay, I was talking to this person about this and that. And then you can 
just um, check this a couple of days later and connect to them again or just get in touch with them when you come across a topic that might be interesting to them. So just make sure that um, the networking is not a, not a one-time touch point because what you actually want to get from those events is you want to create your network because some people say your network is your net worth. So um, make sure that this is a real communication and that, that it's something that both of you, so the person you met and yourself, get some value out of it by, for example, nice content that you just share or meeting again on another event, stuff like this. And of course, uh, in case you're a really introvert per person, like you just described, um, overcome this introvertness and uh, get out there and, and don't stick to your group that you came with to the event, but meet new people. That's that's one really important thing. You you won't get any value out of networking events if you don't talk to new people. Um, you should definitely do this. And then... And mm -hmm? I'll, I'll continue. No, th there are some events where you have more of the introvert person and then you have to actually actively approach them to get into communication and to, to conversation. This is possible. It's just a little bit more difficult than on events where you have all the extroverts who are happy and eager to talk to you. But in both cases, you should try to create new um, new networking points and to also start again with talking with the people that you already met before. Because a network is only valuable if it's active and if you get in touch with the people and they recognize you. Well, great. So, so the way that I'm digesting that in my brain is that, first of all, uh, like someone might be more introverted or extroverted. So that just means it's a matter of how much effort are you going to make versus like if you yourself introverted or extroverted or, or like that, I don't know if target's the right word, but like that, that person that you just happen to meet that you just start up that conversation with, maybe they're more or less introverted or extroverted. So it's just a matter of like how much more to apply. And it almost sounds like dating where it's like, well, you don't, don't want to force it. And then you don't want to like call them immediately after. But also, if you don't write down a few little notes, you'll forget because you met so many people at that event. So that's great that you meet someone, have a genuine conversation, ask questions, find out about them. And then you have made the initial contact. And then later on, like you said, when you're in the taxi, just like take your phone and write a quick little note. That way, not immediately, but also not too far in the future, but at a, you know, sh shortly after, then follow up. And then because you made that note, which you, you know you would have forgot if you didn't write it down right then, because you made that note, then if something happens to come across like some news article, then you can kind of, uh, you know, work that relationship. And it seems like like a numbers game or like almost a way to kind of sort of like gamify that you, you're building this, this list of leads, you're building your network. And so you, you meet some people and it might not go anywhere, but then other relationships you, you build up and then some of these connections you made might uh, later on uh, pay off. And it seems like it all just, at least to me, the understanding your answer here, it's just a matter of like thinking about what the goal is, right? The, the goal is to have those people who can uh, support you or be part of your project or just like, you know, knowing these people in your network. And the, 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 this really effective way is to show up at these offline events. And there are people out there who are just too afraid to go to the events, too afraid to talk to someone. And 
that's fine, but you won't get to the goal unless you just make that little effort. And it might seem unnatural and it might be like a few steps to get from where you are now to having a few uh, you know, people in your inner circle, but take those steps, even if it's scary or awkward and just do it, don't think about it, right? Yes, don't be shy and go out there, but don't get dream wrong. Um, I don't mean to uh, just connect with people because you want something from them. On those events, even if you will never get anything out of it, if you had a good conversation and you learned something, for example, that that's worth it. So uh, I, I would never advise anyone to just target people where you think, okay, this person might lead me to X, Y, Z. No, no, just go with the natural flow of a conversation and and talk to basically everyone on those events because you will never know what chances you lose by sorting people out for some reasons that you think are reasonable. Yes. And I, I agree completely. It's it's a tricky situation and and you don't know how it will how how it will evolve, right? Like that person that you meet just might be like a like a trusted friend or someone who you can introduce to someone else or vice versa. You, you have no way to predict this. And in the same way that that uh, say you're about to talk with someone and you play out in your head how the whole conversation will go and it ne never goes that way not not once in your entire life so you meet that that person and you might think oh i might use them for this or that it will never work out that way so so why drive yourself crazy trying to do all this these chess moves just 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 make these relationships make these connections and, and that's great and so in all these connections that you've made and all the things you've seen over these last few years with blockchain technology what do you think is the most important thing being done with blockchain or like what's your favorite thing that's being accomplished with it these days? So I think the most important feature of blockchain technology is the decentralization. So what I really admire about the blockchain technology is that we can build systems where we do not um, rely on one central authority. We do not rely on one um institution or one person to decide but whether it be money related like the bitcoin approach or just decision related like in a dao a decentralized autonomous organization with decentralized systems we do not have to trust one entity but we can trust either the code which is open source and if you would be up to it you could just check it um or the community decision. And, and this is something that is uh, that, that I really, really like about the blockchain. Yeah, that the, there's amazing things happening. And uh, and it, it, it takes a long time for some of these ideas to soak in, right? Like when you first hear that, oh, it's it's decentralized and you you can't you can never shut it down if any, even if you wanted to, because it's in all these little places. It, it takes a while for these these concepts to really make sense. And then years later, once you've really embedded these these ideas in, in your mind, it's easy to take for granted that there was a time when when you didn't know these things, or maybe you weren't, maybe you knew it, but you weren't sold on the idea. And there's so many people out there who are are not yet quite trusting, or maybe they trust like the blockchain, or they heard little bits, but maybe they don't trust like this particular product or this company or this brand, and they need some of this marketing to make it happen. And so, what is kind of it, coming in the future what's on the horizon what has you excited about what's coming up in crypto and blockchain so obviously as probably everyone in the crypto uh, ecosystem i am looking forward to the next bull run 
Um, everyone's getting tired of crypto winter currently. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to the broader crypto adoption that I expect to happen in the next couple of years to enable people to actually use blockchain without realizing they do it so as we did with the internet in the beginning you had to actually understand the tcp ip protocol today no one does anymore um or at least really few number of people um i'm looking forward to be living in a world where blockchain is this backbone technology um, that is just used without recognizing it and then there are second layer solutions built up on upon it um, but by this, we create a more decentralized and also more secure um, system for, for us out there. That's interesting to think about is that like that you, even back when when you got on the Internet, you had to get to a computer, you had to dial up and hear all the screeching. But now you don't you don't think about it. Right. You, you grab your phone, you're on Wi-Fi. Maybe your your TV's using the the internet. It's like it's just kind of there, and so that that's really interesting to think about. That we're getting closer to that point where blockchain technology is just part of life. It, it's just there. It's just the the way to uh you know to to check in or to to get a ticket for some kind of like you know concert or to use it for money things like that. If if it just is something that is just just built in soaked in and we don't even have to think about it that seems like an exciting place to be and so if there are these uh, these blockchain technologies that want this kind of adoption that you know they, they want to succeed but they know and they know that it's an exciting time and we know that people are excited for them but there might be these new challenges including to market it then what can Luna Vision do specifically? I know we talked a little bit about some of the techniques that you do, but if someone out there has a, a blockchain company and they say, well, you know, I, I don't I don't need marketing. I know how to post to Twitter and LinkedIn. What do I need help from you for? What would you say? What do you bring to the table and how can you help them in a way that they're currently stuck? So basically, if they want to do it themselves, then they should start thinking about what we just talked about it. Like, who's your target audience and how should they ever understand what you're doing and know about it if you're not talking about it anywhere? And where do, do you meet people who are currently up to date with the tech? It's basically on social media. So um, what we could help with is uh, creating their social media presence, doing the content creation for all all their social media channels, taking care of their community management, um, doing their email marketing, organizing events for them, organizing their podcasts if they want to do one, um, helping them with their personal branding by coaching them in the right direction. Um, and my definite advice would be do marketing. No one will know about you if you don't do marketing. And then why are you doing what you're doing at all? A great message. And what I'm hearing from you is consistency, right? Yes. If you, if, I mean, we think about the, the first time that, that you had to send an email or create a graphic or even like post a social media, it was so awkward and it took so long just to figure out how to maybe even send more than one email per month or how to like post on, on social media very regularly. And I can definitely see the value with LunaVision where you do this all day, every day, you, you eat, sleep, and, and breathe 
social media and marketing and, and blockchain. So that way, instead of spend, instead of some company spending all these months and maybe just to post on social sometimes here and there or send an email, but they haven't really built a list and they maybe they have some kind of a community, but the community doesn't hear from them very consistent consistently. If they use a marketing company such as yours, where you know what you're doing, this is all, all you do. So you're focused and you can maybe tap into many of these these aspects that they are not currently in or haven't thought of, such as the, the podcasting that you mentioned. And so how does a company know if they're the, the right the right fit and the right size? Because, because as you know, sometimes company might be like too big or too small. So how do they know if they're the right uh, sort of organization for you and your team? So the easiest way to find this out is um, to just write me a message or to, to reach out to us and we will get on a call and discuss this. Um, the right fit is if you are uh, related with blockchain in any case, crypto, Web3, blockchain, um, because this is where our expertise is. And if we are doing content creation, um, we need to stay in the field of our expertise. Um, and then just send us a message, for example, on LinkedIn, reach out to our to us via our website, um, send me a direct email, anything like this, and uh, we will discuss uh, how we can help in detail. Fantastic. And, and that website is lunavision.io. And as we're uh, beginning to get to the, the end of our conversation here, Katarina, do you think there's anything that we left out or anything that you feel like mentioning that you want to sneak into our conversation? Now you got me. <laughs> uh, I put you on the spot. Well, but that's okay. And so, uh, uh, so I guess in that case, I'm kind of going through and, and kind of recapping in my head of all these um, very helpful lessons that you've delivered here today, right? You, you've said that you need to be uh, always talking about what you're doing and marketing on multiple channels, email, social, podcasting. You've reminded us how important it is to go to offline events. And I mean, I, I've forgotten that myself. I'm going to one in, in a couple of weeks after many years of, of not doing it because there was that the period when offline events were weird or, or shut down. And then you're reminding us that when you do go to those offline events to make that the maybe five or 10% more effort to break break out of your comfort zone just temporarily. When, when you go back home to your, your basement and you go back to coding, then you can go back to the, the safe zone. But while you're at these events, like be a, a superstar, be a superhero and talk to people that you normally would not have spoken to because that's the whole point of going to these offline events. And then when you do meet them, don't have a sinister agenda, just kind of curiously strike up a conversation because you don't know who you might meet. And then when you do meet them, then actively listen to what they have going on. And then later on, write down some notes so that way you know to follow up and find them on, on social media and do whatever networking happens. But in general, it's so important to keep up with the times and remind the world about what it is that we do. And also, especially to think of it from where they're at, where they might not necessarily know about all of your features and concepts and unique benefits and all these things. So it helps to, to remind and to the, do the branding. And branding to me means like repetition and, and the messaging and getting the, the right phrases dialed in. And above all, to ask for outside help from LunaVision 
That way you can have those people that kind of look at your company from the outside in and say, oh yeah, you know, someone else is doing something similar, but they're not really getting the messaging out the way they should. And, and you could really outdo them and you can do a, a lot better or some other company has some other feature and you can kind of do this. And so I can see how it can help by having your company kind of jump in and say, here's how you should market it. But you never know unless you you have that initial conversation. So the place to have that conversation is lunavision.io and go there now to find out all about Katarina's company and how you can have that initial conversation. And as we're closing up our conversation here, Katarina, do you have any uh, final parting words of advice? Do you have any like in general, like life or business or strategic lessons that we all just need to implement right away based on your experience? If you're into blockchain, talk about it and talk about why you love it because there's so many people out there. It's a, such a big crowd and you want to stand out of it. And we all want to foster blockchain adoption, I think, and crypto adoption. So um, just go for it. And then we will all see far, far more crypto adoption in the future. I love it. If you're passionate about blockchain, talk about it, go for it. And the place to go now is lunavision.io. And we will see you there. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>